Do you have someone trapped in your basement that you want to irritate? Go to cliffandkindle.podbean.com. You got years. Do you have an in-law that just won't leave? <laughs> cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Hold on, let me fix this over here. I got to turn our sound off outside our booth. Uh, we scared that woman. It was so loud, it even scared her. She's under that big hair dryer. And she, you're, hey, just, yeah, I saw her face. Sorry, let me, I, I, I turned us down, though, oh, so now I, we're not offending the people here at the beauty salon. I thought she was surprised by the perm she had, but I guess it was us. Surely that she, makes more sense. I have a feeling she asked for one of those things, and I don't think it was us. <laughs> I guarantee it wasn't us. Nobody asked for us, but hey, whether you ask or not, we show up. That's life. That's what all the people say. Cliff, we're here at the beauty salon, as you've pointed out, mm. uh, the Bushtown Beauty Salon, where Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turn gets those beautiful do's done. Oh. And she's over there right now getting her do done. It, it's very... I'm just always... I you know I, I don't even know where to start. I you know I've never had enough hair, I guess, to have anything really done to it other than cut. And well, they cut your hair right before the show. I don't I don't know why they put that big bald spot on the back. I, I would have left that part out. Well, again, some things just show up without being asked. <laughs> and I could I like look like look at our bodies. <laughs> look at both of our bodies. They're covered with things oh, that and blobs. I try not to. Yeah, but he, oh, now speaking of when I got a haircut, I do not. I'm glad we had to turn the sound off because this woman she was real nice when she was cutting it. But you know, at the end, as they are supposed to, they're supposed to try to sell you some gel or some this and that. Yeah. And so in my hair, it was long, and she did. She was real nice. She complimented my curls. She's like, "Oh, it's so nice and wavy." She was in awe of my hair. <laughs> She's like, "You sure you don't want to cut this off?" <laughs> no, no. But I did. I buzzed it because it's hot. In Bushelstown right now. It is hot. And oh. so I buzzed it off. I'm going, you know, as a bald person, that's how you find your power is you buzz it off. And I, so I buzzed the long, luscious curls that were growing and my little, you know, peach fuzz that's left. She's like, now you're going to want some of this gel this tea tree uh you know it's good for your scalp she had to throw in the scalp part because she knew yeah, i was about helps to grow hair <laughs> right she knew i was about to come back with but i don't have hair and she just took a big wad of it just mashed it all over my hair <laughs> and at no time in my life ever when my hair was young and it thought that it had the world on a string. No time did my hair ever look good with any kind of gel in it, ever. <laughs> Aquanet or nothing is all my hair will do, okay? So, uh-huh. but anyway, so if you're, that's why you're focusing on the bald spot because the gel brings it out. Oh, it is, it is shiny. It's shiny. Um, it is shiny. And it's people who, you know, there are some people who need shiny hair, hot guys in the 90s, and then there's the rest of everybody <laughs> else. Yeah, that it's out of fashion. But, you know, I, I got my hair cut before you over there. Um, I had a different person, and they uh, did not put any gel in my hair. 
But um, when I got my haircut, they she said, you know, oh, do you want the shampoo? And I was like, well, I did pay for the cut and shampoo. So, yes, I do. And she's like, do you want a hot towel? And I was like, let's just, I'll just go ahead and stop. Anything that you got that's free, I want it because <laughs> I'm exhausted. And I need everything I can get. So it was like a little mini spa day over there. She put a hot towel on my face while she was washing my hair. And I feel like a million bucks. Oh, see, that's why I asked for a cold towel. <laughs> I didn't say I looked like a million bucks. I said I felt like a million bucks. You do look like a million bucks if it's all wadded in ones on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> After it's been washed and laundered. Um, um, but no, Cliff, um, we're not talking about money laundering today. That We'll save that today. for another episode. This is all about onomatopoeias. And later on, we'll be talking about oxymorons. Like Charles the Contractor. Speaking of money, money laundering, did you watch the Ozark show? I watched a season of it, and then I got behind and never finished watching it. So okay. I don't... I felt like they were going through the same issues over and over again. It's like it turned into one of those shows like, oh, I've got to sell this. I got to launder this money. Oh, God, what am I going to do? And then it's just like more came. And then it was yeah. the same problem over and over again. You know, it was, uh, you know, it would like to have been Breaking Bad. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it had some good. There were some good times. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was just going to complain about the terrible ending, the horrible final episode but i'll just listeners who have heard it or you know seen that show remember how awful that was how mad you were well now that i know it's awful i never want to finish it (laughs) i know you want to scream because all the bad people (laughs) survived and all the good people oh so it was a reality down it was a it was a reality show (gasps) oh it's gone it's not going it's gone going going it makes me it makes me say ugh (laughs) that <laughs> makes me say clank when I drop something metal on the floor. Well, it's like earlier I, when you were getting your haircut and you were getting a buzz cut, I was thinking buzz. I was getting ready for an onomatopoeia show. God. And, you know, some people don't know what an onomatopoeia is. Tell us. So I'm just going to tell you, it, you know, it's like when you uh, take a word, uh, like a, uh, write out a word that sounds like, like, like buzz, it sounds like the sound of buzzing or like, uh, a frog when it says ribbit, which Cliff hates, it, it that's it sounds like ribbit when you write out ribbit. That, it, so it's it's like the actual representation of what the word sounds like. All right, is that a well, good I, enough definition? I wasn't listening. I was doing something else over here. Perfect. Um, I've got a list here. I'm going to read some, and I want you to tell me what the sound, you know, what's making this sound. Okay. <laughs> Cliff. That's Cliff and us. That, that was me, me and me and you both. Next one. Um, that's a um, that's a dentist drill. Wrong. It was a refrigerator. All right. Oh. What about this one? Clink. Just one clink. Uh, was that a leaky faucet? No, that would be drip. Uh, no. Clink. That's the sound of two glasses uh, cheersing. Oh, of course, a toast. All right, what about this one? What about... Uh, Is that a clock? It's the sound of a timer. Very close. Oh, a timer. It was going really fast. That's why I was confused. (laughs) All right, what about this one? Oh, Cliff, ding is... Ding. Come on. That's that's our dinger. Uh, I know that sound anywhere. (laughs) What about... Vroom. 
Oh, that's the sound of me driving away from an incident that Charles has created. No, Vroom. that's the sound. Of Ros- that's the sound of Roseanne driving away on a uh, vacuum she uh, couldn't ride on. Can ride on. Well, I, hey, I got one for you. Hold on, you got it. You, uh, you'll know this one. You'll know this one for sure. All right. Ha ha. Oh, I heard that once when I said years ago, I said, you know who's going to co-host the show with me? Kendall. And somebody (laughs) said real plainly, they said, ha ha. You're wrong. That was all of our (laughs) listeners. We got one (laughs) ha ha out of them the past 10 years. (laughs) One ha ha per decade. We guarantee it. Hey, 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 hey. We're not going to oversell it. Not gonna oversell it. Oh, let's see. Uh, what about this one? What about cockatoodle do? What a cock, Cliff. <laughs> that was a uh, that was a rooster. That was a rooster. Oh, now did now, you know? You hear a lot of those around Bushelton. You do every morning. It's very annoying. Now, of course, some of my favorite peas are the trio who are on every box. Of Rice Krispies. Uh, my favorite. Well, who are they? Snap, Crackle, Pop. Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Cliff, if I had three knees, that would be what I named the three of them. Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Because they're just starting to crackle and make all kind of noises. Oh, remember this other onomatopoeia? They had this great Christmas hit. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Did the are you talking about Wham? <laughs> Wham! You know there's a, a new documentary about Wham? I saw that this week. I, I didn't watch it. I saw that there was an advertisement for it. Oh. And I was like, oh, see, it's like the universe is so aligned with our show. It's like there's a whole documentary about Wham! The week we do onomatopoeias. It's it's sort of annoying how in tune we are with the universe sometimes. I and I was, just the other day, other day I was singing Splish Splash. I was taking a bath. <laughs> what about Zap? Ooh, zap. That was uh, when Charles was trying to fix the uh, electrical system the other day. Yeah, I I told him, I said, don't use that fork. And he did it anyway. He said if a fork can eat, you can eat with a fork, you can do anything with a fork. And he stands corrected. He stands correct. Now, what about this one? What about uh, Ooga? (laughs) Uh, That's Mr. Snotbottom's car. That's his car. Um, oh, well, and speaking of, uh, I don't know what I'm speaking. What was I about to say? Jesus, I don't even remember. Oh, I was going to say, ring, ring. Haven't heard that one in a while. That was the sound of our phone that used to ring at the studio. Oh, uh, remember when the phones used to ring? Yeah. Now, I mean, it it did ring that one time when somebody called it a bomb threat, but not any other time. That's the name for just a sad, nostalgic book, When the Phones Used to Ring. <laughs> the or the, what was like for whom the bell toes uh, the <laughs> phone no longer rings. Uh, yeah, for whom the phone rang. <laughs> um, uh, and here's another one. This is really what our listeners are saying. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think hmm, what they're okay. saying. Well, I think what they're really saying, Kendall, is click. <laughs> when they click the show right off. No, ouch, they're saying, ouch, how ouch. did I accidentally download this? But here, here we are. <laughs> and aren't you glad, folks? Aren't you glad? I'm glad. Oh, I'm boys, glad you're here. I'm very glad that I'm here as well. You know, I've been getting some extra mustache wax on my mustache, so it looks very brilliant in our photos tomorrow. We're having our photos taken for the church directory. 
Oh, dear, your mustache is looking wonderful. I'm just about to get my hair done. It needs it so badly. It's been so long. <laughs> oh, why, Sugarlum, every day I see you is like looking at the front page of a beauty magazine. <laughs> oh, dear, please. <laughs> Goodness, dear. All right. Now, well, I, you know, yes. I think your hair looks great as well, always. But, you know, I think if all four of us are getting something done, shouldn't we get a punch card of some sort? I don't know, maybe is there like a summer 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 sale here? Oh, well, dear, I'll I'll check at the front desk to see if they have anything like that. Oh no, I do have a coupon for Great Clips. See if they'll accept that. Oh dear, I don't think that's appropriate. That's improper etiquette. Oh. Ask for another competitor. I guess you're right. <laughs> well, oh, Sugarlum, why they're holding up one of those big smocks for you to go put on, <laughs> so you oh, can have goodness, your beauty dear, treatment. Oh. Well, I don't want to be late, dear. Excuse us, dear. I'm going to go get my hair done. I'm coming, dear. I'll be right there. You've got to do it a certain way. Oh, I can't wait to see what they do to her hair. I can't wait. Or I guess she comes here all the time. It's going to be the the usual. I'm sure it'll be the usual. Although I get so confused because she wears, you know, these big hats so often with birds and flowers and stuff in them. That, you know, I kind of forget what the back of her hair looks like, but it oh, it looks good from what I'm seeing. They just swiveled her around over there. Oh, and just wait till they finish. Yeah, um, I know. And they haven't even started, and it looks good, so. Zing. Zing. Remember, like, remember we used to say that all the time? Did we? Zing. I think so. I feel like we did. I we've think been doing this so long, I'm sure we've said everything at some We've point. gone through everything, so surely we said zing at some point. You know, I'm sure the listeners are thinking, haven't you done it all? Don't you just want to put out a subscription service to all the podcast episodes and be like, you got it all? But no, there's always room for improvement. We're fool enough to give them away on cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Do you have someone trapped in your basement that you want to irritate? Go to cliffandkindle.podbean.com. You got years. Do you have an in-law that just won't leave? <laughs> cliffandkindle.podbean.com. Yes, we are. Oh, something for everybody. Podcast of many uses. And and they will poof, be gone. <laughs> yeah, they will. Oh, Kendall, what was I had something I was going to tell you about. Other <gasps> than, oh, I've been having a weird <laughs> recurring dream. You know how, I, and now, do you have recurring dreams? I do. It's annoying. I, I do. The only recurring dream I've ever really can think that I've had is like, and it's not even the same real dream, but it's like I'm, I'm like trapped in a real tight enclosed, like like I'm at the science center and there's like a thing that you crawl through like a tunnel uh-huh. and I get stuck. Like it's always about being stuck in something, even though I'm not claustrophobic. Okay. Well, the another, I think that's because we're fat, because that's another part of my. Yeah. Re- re- hey, yeah. that fits. <laughs> Ding dong. Uh, yeah. Another part of my recurring dream, a dream within a dream. All of life is but a dream within a dream. Don't you feel that, folks? But okay, Life is but a dream, sweetheart. The gist of the dream is that I keep thinking that, and I don't know if I think that I'm in college or if I think that it's part of some occupation that I have or what, but people around me and me, we've signed up and we're going on a trip to space. Ooh. <laughs> but of course, this is my dream. So what happens is, mm-hmm. it's I keep thinking, but I don't have a passport to space. I don't have a passport to get out of this planet. And so, I, like the every end of every dream is me saying, "Well, I know I said I was going to go to space with you guys, but I don't even have a passport, so I can't even go." And so there's that one. And then within that dream, which just happens, you know, in in that one, I'll be telling people, hey, do you know I'm going to space? And people are like, wow, 
whole space. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, but I don't even have a passport. Um, and then um, within um, the dream, um, I'm always having to go. <laughs> uh, it always ends up with me too. Like I have to crawl through some weird hole. <laughs> like I'll be at my mom's house in my dream, and I'll be thinking, okay, I- I'm gonna take this back way upstairs, which involves like crawling through a hole in the closet or something. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and of course, I'm thinking I'm so fat, I'm probably gonna get stuck in this, but I don't get stuck. <laughs> but every time I'm like, I wish I didn't have to crawl through this hole, through this big, like a trap door thing, like you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I don't have, why do I have to crawl through this tunnel in the house to get to the other side? It's weird, folks. It's ca- it's because we don't have enough bandwidth. But Cliff, <laughs> now, I hate to break it to you, you know, you keep getting hung up on the passport. They're not going to have a, a spacesuit big enough for you. You might as well just go ahead and forget about the passport. Well, they're going to say, um, hey, uh, I think we're going to need a bigger spacesuit. Spaceship, <laughs> but I have had a I've, I've had a reoccur a sort of a kind of a dream where like I will it, different scenarios happen. But like for instance, like this last time I was at like some magic club or something for some reason, and uh, this guy I like walked past and I accidentally knocked over his or I knocked his drink over or something. He was like, "You messed up my drink," and I was like, "Oh, let me buy you another one. I'm sorry, you know." And then he was like, oh, you knocked over the whole bottle and it was $500. <laughs> and I said, well, I don't, don't, you know, and I was, I started to say, I don't have $500. And I thought, well, I'll just say, I'm going to go get it. And I said, I'll, I'll go get it. I'll be right back. And as I'm walking out, I heard his wife said to him, he's lying. He's not going to get it. <laughs> and the guy like gets up and starts chasing me. And as he, like, I try to run and I can't. Like, I'm like, as hard as I'm trying to run, I'm going like so slow, like just millimeters. And I even turned backwards and tried to run backwards and I couldn't. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, thank God I can move in normal speed again, you know? Why do we have those dreams too? Well, because I have the same thing not, not running from the spilled drink, but from uh, whatever. Or I'm, well, that's what I mean. Yeah, whatever the scenario is, it's, it's just like, the running. I can. I'm just crawling. I can't hardly yeah. wait. <laughs> and, and it doesn't seem to even necessarily be like a weird thing in the dream. But like, I know I'm like, why can I not move? Why can yeah. I not? It's yeah. weird, folks. This is what happens I, when you're 41 and you have weird dreams. Well, I'm going to bring that up with Dr. Blathers next time. I'm sure yes. it's weight related. I'm but, sure you know, it has I, to be. I did. I saw him last week. I went over to see Dr. Blathers. And oddly enough, when I'm coming out the door, like he just couldn't even figure out how to get the, the debit card to take. So we ne- didn't have time to do a session. Mm-hmm. But as I'm leaving, I ran into Bertram L. Rimey. And I was like, oh, Poet Laureate of Busheltown, we're doing a show about onomatopoeias. I bet you have tons of poems about onomatopoeias. And he said, well, I don't, but I'll think of one real quick. And he All wrote right. it down. So I, he, I got a poem to share with you from Bertram L. Rimey. It's called Crack an Egg. I think he had just eaten breakfast. Crack an egg, stir the butter. Break the yolk, make it flutter. Stoke the heat, hear it sizzle. Shake the salt, just a drizzle. Wasn't that wonderful? <laughs> I'll just have a drizzle of salt on that, if, if you please. <laughs> well, hey, he was trying to fit all the onomatopoeias in he could. It's poetic. It is. It's a poem. It's, it's in the title there. Oh, speaking. Okay, I just saw a bird flutter by on the sidewalk out there. But I want to tell you, you know how I, I love to th- just throw garbage out on the <laughs> deck in front yes. of my. It's not really garbage. It's food for the birds, is what I think of it as. Yeah. 
And so I'll just throw anything out there, edible. A couple times I've had uh, sandwiches. I've, I've gotten these like roast beef sandwiches, but I just pull the roast beef off mm-hmm. and I eat the rest. And so I'll, I'll just throw this beef out there on the porch to see what gets it. <laughs> and not a lot goes for the beef. Not really. A lot, a lot of really big, shiny black flies land on the beef. And they stay hmm. on that. The other day, I'd thrown out some big loaf of garlic bread. Because you ever just sit where you're at the food and more, and you think, man, I want this arm length size garlic bread that's in the freezer. Oh, I think that all the time. I think that when I'm not at the food. Yeah. Bread. And so I had thought that, and I'd given in and bought it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know if I overcooked it or if it was just shitty because it was. Cheap from the food and more. Uh, but I ate like a third of it. And then I thought, you know, I'm just going to toss the rest of this out for the birds. Because I had a bubbleology class once, long ago, Kendall. And the only thing I remember, other than how much I hated the teacher, was that there are things called detritivores. And so whatever you throw out there, food-wise, you know, biodegradable-wise, it's something that's going to take care of it. It's not, you know, yeah. it's not just going to sit there. And even if it comes down to like microbe size things that have to take care of it. Well, that's why the flies land on the beef because they laid maggots. So the maggots eat the flesh. That's how they eat bodies and things. Tell you what, ain't no beef there no more. <laughs> beef gone. <laughs> it's got maggoted yep. away. But that's, I'm not even here to talk about the beef. I was throwing out <laughs> this garlic bread and I cut it into big pieces and... Okay, and one thing that's really been <laughs> enjoying the garbage lately are these huge black crows that just swoop <laughs> down. And they're like 18 inches tall. They're huge. And I've seen them eat a bunch of – I saw them carry off some biscuits the other day. And the, But the one I was looking at at this garlic bread, he couldn't quite get it like because I had flipped it over, and so the hard bottom side was up. <laughs> right. And so he, he would like peck at it and then he would jump back this big crow <laughs> and he did it over and over and he'd flutter and flutter and kind of stand around, you know, walk around. Then he'd come back, peck at it, do the exact same thing over and over. And, and I watched him do that for a while. And then I went away and I came back or I saw that he was back, the crow. And mm-hmm. this time he was doing the same thing. He would peck at it and then be like, whoa, that's, looks, that's too hard. I don't know how to pick this up. And this time, though, there was a squirrel like six inches from him that picked up another piece of this garlic bread with, with ease. It was like he just picked yeah. it up with his hands, put it in his mouth, started hopping away. And I swear <laughs> he looked back at that crow like, what the fuck are you doing? Because <laughs> as he like hur- hurried off. But anyway, I don't know who's taking it now, but you'll be happy to know the garlic bread has been taken care of. Well, it's probably the squirrel. Probably the um, squirrel. Although if the crow got it flipped over, I've seen the crow carry off some big shit. So. Well, so it's funny you mentioned this foot long garlic bread because yesterday. Susan and I, we were, I was doing something. She's like, oh, oh, I had to go get some dog food or something for the dogs. And she said, while you're at the, the Bushtown Pet Store, right next door is Bushtown Bread Company. She's like, stop by there and get something for us to eat. And I was like, all right. So I go in and, you know, as a vegetarian, as we are, you have to make certain concessions. Right. And I looked and they had this 
sub that was like a foot long, literally like a foot long. Oh, yeah. And it was, uh, as, as they always call it, usually. But it said, um, it was like pepperoni cheese melt. And I was like, well, I can't have pepperoni. I'll just get it without the pepperoni. And so I got that, and I got home, and she was like, did you order a pepperoni and cheese sandwich and take off the pepperoni? And I was like, well, yeah. And she's like, well, that's a stupid sandwich. I could have made that here. And I was like, well, you're the one that asked me to get the food. <laughs> and I was like, that's what I wanted. And she's like, this is a grilled cheese. And I was like, no, it's got sauce on it, and it's got cheese on it. You know, when I was a kid, I used to get a meatball sub at Subway oh. without the meatballs. Like, I'd make it a pizza sub, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's wrong with that? But she thought it was a, she called it a stupid sandwich. <laughs> but, but I ate the entire foot long of bread but the real thing about it i hate to bust susan's ovaries here but <laughs> her you know everything is stupid because all of it you could make at home for cheap oh that's true all of it that's what i said and because i did order a grilled cheese last night from doordash <laughs> we're on this weird thing with doordash i think it's about to collapse because how is this a sustainable business model? <laughs> but it's certainly not for me. People, If only just all the users are going to die. They're all going to have heart attacks from all of the fast food we've eaten. Yeah. Me first. But I got a grilled cheese from the Cracker Barrel and a couple of extras, including four biscuits. Uh-huh. Last night, mm. so all that yeah, I could I could easily made that grilled cheese. It came with a handful, a li- not even not my hand, a small handful of okra, and then a dip of macaroni and cheese. So all of that yeah. I could have made and not paid, you know, like twenty one dollars for like an like an insane person. Yeah, well that's the point. I didn't want to make anything. Right, right. I'm sitting there and I'm. Something's weird in my brain because it says, Clift, you deserve for people to just bring you food and leave it at your door. I think we must have been royalty in an earlier life and we're just still used to that lifestyle and we're like, bring me food. I don't care how cheap it is, how small the portions are, bring Uh it to my door. Dash it over here. Dash and dash while you're at it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it also comes from just seeing so many people in movies just order room service. So I'm like, I deserve room service. Hell, just bring it to my front door. The, uh, you know, on a, on a global scale room service. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, Kendall, that's not oh. a joke. Oh, it's not a joke, and neither are these oh. jokes. Oh, God. People were wondering if we were ever going to boom, thwack, crash into bad jokes. And Don't worry. It's going to be a splat. Here we are. Kendall, what do you... Cliff, what's... N- yes, what? Go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. Oh, no, you... We're so right. nice. What's 90 Wait, degrees... what do you call... Covered- oh, you go, you go. Okay. Cliff, what's 90 degrees... 90 degrees and covered with... Ice. Covered with ice. The band, 98 degrees with... <laughs> no, the North and the South Pole. <laughs> no. 90 degrees... Oh, I get it. Uh, ge- geometrically, get it. yes. Okay. Yes. What happened when the blue ship and the red ship collided at sea? Oh, purple nurple. Oh, the crew got marooned. Oh. Little color theory there for you. Color theory. Thank you, Watkins College of Art and Design. (laughs) Kendall, this is... May they rest in peace. I'm going to say it on the air so we don't forget. We need to do a show about Watkins and our our college days. A, before we forget everything. And then too late. Too late. Well, I'll help you remember. Um, <laughs> Alan is dead, so we can't ask him. Well, maybe we can say on Simeon for that one. And uh, you never know till you ask. <laughs> yeah, spirits. 
Spirit, sorry, spirits are saying no to that. But we need to do a show about Watkins, and the title is Watkins College of Art and Design, so that we will become the number one result when people are Googling it, and that they will, <laughs> you know, they'll be, oh, this is Cliff and Kendall from Watkins College of Art and Design. Maybe there'll be people who even voted for us as co-presidents. Oh, uh, no, I, I think I told you, maybe not on the air, I ran into somebody that went to Watkins when I was getting my car fixed or something. They worked there. And and they were like, oh, how's it going? I was like, oh, it's going good. And I was like, oh, my friend, and they graduated like the year we graduated. I said, my friend and I, we were the co-presidents of school. And he was like, oh, I don't remember. And I thought, well, that just goes to show you our, our legacy that we left. He's probably one of those, don't blame me, I voted for Ken Nakamura types. <laughs> Ken- he didn't wear one of those hats. <laughs> Sorry, Kato, back to the jokes. What do you yep. call a sleepwalking nun? A Roman Catholic. What do you call an old snowman? Water. And what do you call, not to uh, bring Susan back into the equation, but what do you call Susan with a screwdriver in one hand, a knife in the other, a pair of scissors between the toes of her left foot, and a corkscrew between the toes on her right foot? I call that a good time. No, you. Well, that doesn't sound good like that <laughs> to me. Sounds like uh, whoo, jumping into a blender. Uh, it's called your Swiss Army wife. Uh, uh. Well, that jumping into a blender that pretty much describes marriage. But, um, what is the difference between the bird flu and the swine flu? One requires treatment, and the other requires an ointment. Ooh. And Cliff, what do you call this group of people out here waiting in line, or all this group of men waiting in line to get haircuts? That's a barbecue. Uh, uh, Kendall, what do you call the wife of a hippie? Mrs. Hippie. Now, this is the uh, just something that happened to me. I tried to sue the airport for misplacing my luggage. I lost my case. And, you know, why doesn't the sun, the sun up in the sky, go to college? Why doesn't it go to Watkins College of Art and Design? Because it already has a million degrees. And, you know, uh. funny thing about me is... A lot of people are shocked when they find out how bad I am at being an electrician. Oh, I get it. Do you get it? What do you call a beehive without an exit? That's unbelievable. But why didn't? Uh, why did the football coach go to the bank? Well, he wanted to get his quarterback. Oh. And finally, for me, why can't a leopard hide? He's always spotted. Ah, uh, Kendall. All right, settle in for my last round. (laughs) You know, so much has changed since my girlfriend told me we're having a baby. For instance, my name, address, telephone number. And, you know, when I... I didn't even know you had a girlfriend. (laughs) This is new information to me. This is one of those things. And, you know, whenever I'm out in the nature and I see lovers' names carved in a tree, I don't really think it's sweet. I just think it's surprising how many people bring a knife on a date. And Ow. this one's for you, Kendall. Fa- With Army Wife. Speaking of fatherhood, what's the difference between spinach and boogers? Well, brace yourself, Kendall. Kids don't eat spinach. And oh. finally... Well, you can't spell parentry without try. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. Kendall... It's better that way. Oh, finally. You know, my doctor told me I was obese. And I said, hey, I want a second opinion. And he said, you're all so ugly. (laughs) Ouch. Ouch. I mean, you know, (laughs) truth hurts, Cliff, but 
love her. You just can't get good health care these days. You just can't. You just can't find it. Oh, okay, I got to take a break. Uh, look, Mr. Snowbomb, they're oh, up there. Too. They're cutting his cuticles. They're going to. Oh, we got to go look. But now we're coming <laughs> back see with. That. We're coming back with Oxymorons, the second half of the Big O Show. Oh, the Big O Show. It's going to be a jumbo shrimp. Hey, you've made it this far into the show. It'd be a shame to give up now. Cliff and Kendall will be right back after the break. When you suffer from irregularity and take mineral oil for relief, chances are that you get only halfway relief. You see, irregularity is frequently accompanied by acid indigestion, and when this is the case, you need a preparation that combines laxative action with antacid action to bring you thorough relief. Now, plain mineral oil can't do this, but a remarkable preparation called Haley's M.O., combines the correct proportions of pure mineral oil with the finest milk of magnesia. As a result, Haley's M.O. gives you thorough relief. Not only relieves irregularity, but acid upset as well. And Haley's M.O. is so gentle that it's frequently recommended for patients following delicate abdominal operations. When you see how much more Haley's M.O. does for you, you'll be amazed that it costs only about the same as high-grade mineral oil. You can identify Haley's M-O on the package. And now, welcome back to the show. That's what I kept doing. I kept backing away from Mr. Snobbottom's toenails when they were working on them. They, uh, no, but they're going to look as good as they can once that they're done. <laughs> they're good. They're going to look as good as they can. Of course, Mrs. Potter, but a butter she's over there just in this haze of, you know, hair product. And, you know, it's hairspray. <laughs> Is that one from the show? It's hairspray. Yeah, it's like, it's 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 hairspray. It's when they're doing the commercial for hairspray on the, oh, on the Corny Collins show. There you go. Come on, Cliff. Come know your Broadway, uh, your Broadway history. <laughs> I know this, Kendall. There is no soap, no soap like Zaz, no detergent, lotion, or oil with such power in the shower. It's the mother and father of luxury lava, the talk of the bath, a great ointment. One little frolic with new Zaz Carbolic. You scented, you'll be sent. I know that. See, I know that from Evita, so I don't have room for the other. Okay. You got to make room. You got to make, make room. room. Make room, make room, make room. Oh, you know what I made room for the other day? I watched these (laughs) human centipede movies. Have you seen those? 
Uh, yeah, they made us watch that in film in Stephen Womack's class at one point. And speaking <laughs> they of watching, note from the future. Uh, pray for Kendall. I don't know what he's talking about. Human Centipede One came out in two thousand nine. We graduated college in two thousand five. Yes, uh, it, we watched like I think like the original one that it was like based on or something, and then the, we had to watch the new one. I think it was film theory or film philosophy or something. Oh my! It was awful. God. I was I left tra- traumatized the whole week. You know. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> believe it, baby. Uh, it's there, it's a reason Watkins. Save all that for our Watkins College of Art and Design show. <laughs> we got a lot to cover. We might need multiple episodes. <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger show, okay? <laughs> for that one. Now that I know that they were making you pay to watch Human Centipede, but no, uh, I did watch the three of them, and I would say the one that stands out the most is the second one because it's all in black and white. Have you seen? Do you remember this? Have you seen the second one? It's all um, in black and I'm white. Trying- the the main guy is he's kind of a little egg shaped man, and he doesn't. I don't think he has any lines in the movie. I remember what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, but he's he is obsessed with the first movie, and he just he works in a parking garage, and he decides he wants to have, you know form his own human centipede with the Ooh. full with all twelve people because that's how many they want. Yeah. For whatever, whatever, how, for whatever reason, that's the full enchilada is twelve people, hooked up, you know, mouth to anus. So, but what the funniest part? It does have some funny parts, and the funniest part was at the end. It's also the much is so grotesque, but then it, like you know, I think he's got he. Spoiler alert: He does it. He succeeds, and he gets his twelve. <laughs> Human I assume that was coming. Coming. <laughs> he lures the star of the first movie there because she thinks she's going to uh, audition for a Quentin Tarantino movie. And she, unbeknownst to her, she's added to the centipede. And, <laughs> you oh, know, fu- fun stuff like that. But anyway, it's all black and white. So it's all grimy, but it's black and white. So, you know. <laughs> but at the end, when it, when he's excited because it's like finally starting or whatever, the uh-huh. the digestive system of all twelve people, and so it's like he's walking down the line of the centipede, you know, to where the faces are sewn to the butts and stuff. And it's going through. Of course, the people in the centipede are like are going, oh, you know, they're just in misery, as one would expect. I would assume. And he's walking by, and he's so excited, he's making all these fart sounds. He's just going. (laughs) As he walks by them. I think maybe I was like on my phone looking at stuff at that point, and I had to look up. I was like, "Are these the sounds supposed to be from their butts?" But it was just him walking by. He was just enjoying it so much. He had to make noises. <laughs> he was, and it was uh, a little bit crazy. And the third one actually has is the most close to a comedy, but the second one is uh, my money. Human Centipede. If you have to watch one, <laughs> if you see only one Human Centipede this year, make it the second one. And if you don't have to see one, then don't. <laughs> then avoid it at all costs, people. Oh, God. Like a lead balloon. 
<laughs> lead balloon, Kendall. Is that just a little example of an oxymoron. An oxymoron, I was about to ask. Oh, yeah. It's a figure of speech, if you will. Um, it's one or two words which seem contradictory to each other side by side, but it's kind of a paradox, if you will, like a lead balloon. Mythbusters did a lead balloon, and they made a balloon using lead. It worked. They And it flew? <gasps> it flew, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like thin lead. It's like, like aluminum foil type, you know, oh. thinness, but it, it worked. They did it, like mylar. And bittersweet. Bittersweet. Bittersweet symphony, that's life. Kendall. That's old news, Cliff. That's <laughs> old news. <laughs> news, old and new. Right there. Uh, there's an oxymoron. I love and, and uh, like our, That's one of the best ones, don't you think? Old news. That is. That's well, that one and, and our bank accounts, negative income. Negative income. I like the phrase positive outflow better. <laughs> our listeners, silent screaming. Oh, silent screams. That's it. Our listeners, they're, they're best likened to those people sewn into the centipede. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like the guy we're going along going <laughs> and yes, enjoying ourselves. Are. Yes, we are. Uh, 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 uh. Kendall, surprise! Okay. Uh. It's time for a surprise segment. Oh my God! Surprise! Oh, surprise! Never I, would I, you have expected it right in the middle uh, of the oxymoron segment. But I would have never, never, uh, never. That's the last place you were looking for it. <laughs> I was trying to think of an oxymoron for it. I just couldn't. I was so shocked by the surprise. Um, it's, it's cruel kindness on your part. It's cruel. Sometimes you got to be kind or cruel to be kind. And that's, you do. that's this. If ever that was anything, that's this segment. It's called. <laughs> Who wrote me? It's where I'm going to read a random, and I'm talking random, I'm talking Russian roulette style random (gasps) paragraph from a celebrity memoir, Kendall. And I guarantee you, yes, you have heard of this celebrity, whoever it may be. This is like a friendly takeover. Okay. All right. Here we go. Oh, Kendall. Okay. Okay. In, in gambling, is Snake Eyes good or bad? In gambling? Yeah. Do you gamble with dice? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you gamble with dice? Oh, sorry. Sorry I, sorry, I was thinking of poker. That's why I was... Anyway, yes, uh, I think it's bad because you want like a seven. And you, uh, if you get Snake Eyes, that's like two. That's not good, I think. So what would be good? I mean, seven? Seven, I think, yeah. Or like double sevens. Or seven come eleven. You know, they always say, I need a new seven. Dad needs a new pair of shoes. Kendall needs a new sevens. pair of shoes. He just rolled a 7-Eleven. All right? There you go. Are you ready for this, Kendall? You I'm, just... I'm looking up if snake eyes are bad. This is, oh yeah, look it up. I want to know. Not for the movie. Gambling, damn it. It's probably, I would think the movie is bad. G.I. Joe. Yeah, it's bad. Um... Yeah, snake eyes means you crapped out. Oh. For the majority of basic bets rolling two ones or snake eyes will result in you losing your chips on the table. So there you go. Well, thank heaven that we cleared that up because you have rolled the opposite of a snake eyes. Oh, good. Here we go. By the time I worked for Hattie, I was no longer Diane Belmont, but Lucille Ball. I can't say that I enjoyed the life of a high-fashion model. I hated the stagnation that sets in when you are just a clothes horse. At Hattie's, I felt like a well-dressed dummy. But I did get out and see things and meet people for the first time in my life, and some pretty funny things could happen. I remember one time I wore a very tight-fitting Paris import to a horse show at Belmont. All of Long Island society was there, and we models were driven about in a Pierce Arrow touring car to show off our clothes. My dress 
dress was organza with a hand-painted fish scale design all over it. A sudden thunder shower drenched us and the fish scales were applied to my skin all over. I thought I'd be a mermaid permanently. Oh, Cliff, Vita meat of Vegemin. It's so tasty, too. You know, I would, I, I maybe not, wouldn't have even got it when you said Lucille Ball had you not held up the book, and I see on the background a picture of Lucille Ball on the back. So I, I think I'm going to say with pretty much certainty, Lucille Ball. All right. And that means I'll be a lot more careful. But luckily, you already had that one anyway. Lucille Ball. All right, number two, as I turn away. <laughs> oh, but no, Cliff, that's the only hint I'll ever get it with. <laughs> Hold it this way. Can you see it on the reflection of the booth? I hope not. All right. I can't right now. It wasn't well written, and if telling an understandable story with believable, realistic characters was what I was looking for, then Stay Hungry wasn't it. But none of that mattered. By the grace of God and a casting woman named Diane Crittenden, I had been included on the very long list of potential actresses to play opposite the always dazzling Jeff Bridges, who was already a star. Oh my gosh, Kendall, you have rolled... 7 come 11 again. Sorry, I just glanced down into the paragraph. Even with the new and improved... Wait, hold on. Let, let me guess before you say that. Okay. Before you, you say, could it, could it possibly be Carrie Fisher? It is not. Okay, go ahead then. <laughs> then proceed. All right, Kendall, even with the new and improved representation, my name had never been included on anyone's list. So when Bob Raffleson's office called requesting a meeting, asking if they could send me the script, I was as shocked as my agent, whose first reaction had been to ask if they had the right Sally Field, or so I was told. Roseanne Bar- No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sally Field. Sally Field <laughs> in her book, In Pieces, an excellent well, you were- book. You were talking about writing, and I was like, oh, maybe it's Carrie Fisher. Maybe it's Carrie Fisher. All right, Kendall. This has been Kendall's luckiest round of who wrote me ever. (laughs) Already. You you got three more. Let's see if, uh, you know, the Russian roulette pays off this many more times. Okay. Oh, my God. Maybe. Carol was the kind of person who would say, Vicky needs a new joke line on page 17. I'd be sitting there in the corner doing my needlepoint, and I'd say, I do? And she'd say, yes, quiet. If you had a scene going well and she wasn't in it, she would be the first person out of her dressing room on the side of the stage leading the laughter. Harvey especially appreciated this, having come from Danny Kaye's show, where Danny would rework all his sketches so that he got all the funny lines. Well, it's funny, I almost, I, if I'm correct, I almost shouted this out when it was the Lucille Ball one, just to be funny. I started to say, Carol Burnett? Oh, no, no, Vicki Lawrence. Vicki Lawrence. Oh, okay, because the Harvey thing, I was like, oh, Har-, you know. Yes. N- anyway. Vicki Lawrence from Vicki, The True Life Adventures of Miss Fireball. Ooh. Man, right. I'm, on a, I'm on a roll. Kendall, you're on a roll. I'm looking at the two books left. I think you've got a shot. I think you can go okay. all the way. <laughs> I think you can go all the way. I'm a wise fool. All right, fool. It's tough sometimes for me to justify the 10% I have to pay an agent. They certainly don't do 10% of my job, 
They don't even do a quarter of 1%. But they're a necessary evil, and if that agent had not been with me at that meeting, I don't know that I would have sold the show. He didn't even say anything either. He just sat there. Nice work if you can get it. In fact, that guy's not even an agent anymore. Fuck him. I'm with William Morris now. I hear this William Morris character is in it for the long haul. I haven't gotten him on the phone yet, though. I feel like I've read that before. Maybe not. Uh, It's not Tina Fey, is it? It is not Tina Fey, is it? Mm. And I will say you have read it because it was an official book club selection by Our Lady of Broadcast Comedians. Kathy Griffin, you have one more. And I remember that line. It's funny. I don't know how long it's been since I've read that book, but I remembered that that line. I just couldn't place it. Couldn't place it. Let's see if you can place this one. You got one more (laughs) chance. Kendall, so so off we went to party. We weren't looking for men. We just wanted to do the city and let the chips fall where they may. One thing I had always been curious about was porno movies. That was nothing like back in Tennessee at that time, at least not out in the open. We wanted to check one out. Just out of curiosity. It wasn't hard to find one in New York. We waited around outside the theater for a few minutes. I guess even with all our sense of freedom, our upbringing still made us feel like we had to sneak into a place like that. Well, it was either your autobiography or Dolly Parton. I never snuck into a porno theater in my life. I walked right in, head held high. <laughs> walked right into this the front was door. Dolly, my life, and other unfinished business. Kendall, what a great round for you. Good old Dolly. Uh, that was awfully good. Another oxymoron awfully for you. Good. Awfully good. Mm. You're a brilliant moron. Well, Kendall. usually I'm clearly misunderstood. <laughs> See, I think clearly misunderstood makes sense. Well, you were clearly misunderstood. It's but clear, clear how, how misunderstood you were. Well, that, that's what makes you another oxymoron. <laughs> there you go. I'd rather be an oxymoron than an oxypad. Oh, oh, out, out, out. Wait, look, they finished out. with Mr. Oddbottom's toes. They look so much better. Oh, they do. Oh, and oh well, then there goes... He had a bowel attack, though, all over <laughs> Oh, whoops. He was so yeah. surprised and happy. It's a circle of life there. That's right. You can get out of that woman's hair. It's fine. It, it, you just use a little hydrogen peroxide. It'll come right out. We know all the tricks. Oh, but, oh look. Mrs. Oh, she's going to show us off her new bouffant. Oh, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn. It looks so oh, good. She looks, she oh, looks great. Goodness, oh, 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 a wonderful job. Yes. Well, I think your hair is a lovely shade of blue, dear. It brings out the blue in your eyes. Oh, dear. She, well, she's the only one that knows how to get this color blue. <laughs> uh, well, I think it is stunning. And I can't wait for the people to see your photos in the new church directory. I bet they put you guys on the cover. Oh, if there is a cover, you're on it. You're on it. You're on it. Oh, dear. Well, thank you, dear. I, hopefully, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, my well, dear. I think you're going to be very beautiful either way. I wouldn't be surprised if you were stopped in the streets for people to take photographs of you because you've never looked lovely, dear. Oh, my. Oh, look, that woman's wanting to take a picture of you right now. Oh, she, she's got a cam- she got a camera. It's oh, not even a phone goodness, picture. It's a camera I'm picture. so embarrassed. Well, of, of course, dear, you can have a photo. Oh, yes. Let me just turn the mic to the side. Oh, sorry, sorry about that, boy. 
Do you think she wants a picture of us, too? <laughs> no, I think that's why they're moving away, so that we're not in the frame uh, over there. I think we'd have made a back, great background, but whatever. Great background. Silence. That's another oxymoron. Great background. <laughs> oh, Cliff, is it time about, for a true... De- this, what is, is deafening silence? Is that an oxymoron? Yeah, that's why I just said it. Oh, you did? I thought I just thought that. You didn't hear me just say that. <laughs> I thought, I, you know, there was uh, the flash of the picture. Somebody was spraying over here. I think they just turned on one of those things. <laughs> and I don't know what I heard, Kendall. And all I know, all I was thinking while you were mumbling was I was thinking, hey, isn't it about time for a true Busheltown tale up in here? Well, That's a great idea, Cliff. I think it is time for a true Busheltown tale. This week's True Busheltown tale is called A Vision of Christ. We begin tonight down on Pig Memorial Highway. Two Busheltown citizens, Nads and Troutman, were driving south in search of a big, highly illegal payday. It was 2 a.m. and the rain clouds above were farting thunder and vomiting light. Woo-wee, Troutman, I think the lightning storm's gonna be bigger than the one last week. And it shorted out my cable box for days. I know it, Nads. It's that infernal climate warming that George W. was always talking about. I told you he was the smartest man in history, and now it's turned true. Trout man, I wish you'd stop talking politics and pull over. I need a gas station ASAP. I need to blow mud. All right, Nads. Simmer down now. Right up here, we'll turn on the fog bush lane, and you have your pick of bowls to blow in. You want to stop at the gas and get, or at Spiffy's Tavern? Well, we might as well go to Spiffy's. I'll blow my mud, and then we can ride out this storm while we throw back a few ice-cold ones. Nice choice, Nads. The two men pulled their large SUV into the parking lot of Spiffy's Tavern. It was still open, as a judge had recently granted Spiffy the right to create his own time zone. And for him, it was 8 p.m. Trout, man, there ain't many folks here. Many? There ain't any, except for the bartender. Howdy, boys. Spiffy's my name, and bartending's my game. Hola, Spiffy. My dude Nads and I are going to have a stiff one. Uh, let's see what it's a good drink for. Um, what time is it? Well, darn, that clock says 8 p.m. <laughs> yep. I told Judge Fubar that since time was nothing but an abstract concept, following government time impinged upon my religious freedoms. A good one. If you'll beg my pardon, Spiffy, I got something impinging on my insides right now. Could you point me toward the john? Sure thing, man. I just hope you ain't going to Brown Town, if you get my meaning. My dearly departed wife just cleaned the bowl this morning, and I want it to remain spotless in memory of her. Your wife died today. No, she just departed. <laughs> she went home to Netflix and chill with our bulldog Mozart three hours ago. <laughs> Trouty, I gotta go. Go on, dude. Drain the main vein, for it drives you insane in the membrane, like Saddam Hussein on a crazy train. <laughs> Not now, Trout Man. <laughs> he hates when I rhyme like that. So what'll you boys have? Give us two Cosmos with Diet 7-Up Chasers and make them a double. Two Thursday night specials coming right up. Spiffy, my dude. Hope you don't mind me noticing out loud, but for the only bar in this time zone, the place is pretty empty. 
I'm actually expecting a party to come through here pretty soon. All right. Nads and me, we love to party. Well, this is that to be one for the ages, Trout Man, if I may call you that. <laughs> In a jiffy spiffy. <laughs> I don't know why rhyming makes me laugh so much. Maybe because I've been drinking since 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Hello, darlings. It's me. I'm here for the big party. Well, goose my ducks, it's Valencia Talbot. What's it been, six months, seven? And now you're the biggest star on Bushelway. Oh, spiffy darling, there isn't much competition. You know, there's nothing but a pickle jar factory in my little theater out on Bushelway. But yes, yeah, spiffy, I've been lucky enough to trod the boards. And tonight's another opening night. But I'm afraid of the notices for this one. <laughs> oh, Valencia, I'm sure it ain't that bad. I remember when you'd have all the rummies and hysterics just from your Ace Ventura impression. Oh, how nice of you to remember, Spiffy. But I may have blown it this evening. Uh, sit down here and tell me about it. You want your usual? Yes, darling. A cosmopolitan with a diet 7-up chaser and make it a double. Coming right up. Oh, ma'am, you got good taste in booze. My friend and I, we're drinking the same thing. Friend? Darling, I'm beginning to worry more about you than the reviews of my show. You're alone, except for myself and Spiffy here. Perhaps he's your friend. Oh, Spiffy, you are my friend, aren't you? Of course I am. No, I got a friend. Uh, he's just taking a duh, uh... A dang old piss. <laughs> you know, he's been gone an awful long time for that. The average length of time for a urination elimination is 21.5 seconds. 21 and a half seconds? <gasps> that sounds like the length of time I have left of my career after tonight. What could you have done that was so bad? You're the toast of Bushelway. The Great Brown Way. Oh, it started out all right. I was doing my one woman, my fair lady, called I Fair Lady. Starts like this. It's all I want is a room somewhere far away from the cold night air with one enormous chair. Oh, wouldn't it be Lovely. Oh, I'll bet you had a meeting from the palm of your hand. I did, Spiffy, I did. I began to have one of those amazing out-of-body performances the great ones always talk about. I was acting, and it was like I wasn't even there. <gasps> I wish I had been, because suddenly I realized, as I was singing, Here's my hat. Horace, I'm staying where I'm at. Horace, darling, you'll never go away again. Oh, somewhere in the middle. When I was out of my body, I went from my one woman, my fair lady, into my one woman, hello, Dolly. Oh, I'll never step foot on another stage again. The critics will eat me alive. Trout, man, I think we better get back on the road. Uh, remember, we're meeting that uh, special friend. Oh, right you are, Nads. Uh, Miss Talbot, I wish I could stay and read your reviews with you. Uh, I bet against all rational thought that you'll be a smash. Careful out there, you two. Nads, fess up. Did you blow mud in his clean bowl? Of course not. That's what took so long. I slipped out the back door of the tavern and blew mud into a cardboard box out in the alley. 
No harm, no foul. Oh, look, there's Mac. Oh, Mac, I was wondering why you weren't in tonight. I was afraid you'd gone sober like all those Generation Z kids. No way. I'll take a cosmopolitan with a diet seven up chaser and make it a double. Also, I found a delivery waiting by your back door, so I thought I'd bring it around. It's in here in this here cardboard box. Drought, man, we better go. Oh, yeah. Uh, bye, y'all. Thanks for the cosmos. Nice fellas. Now, let's see what we ordered. I'll just open up this box here. <gasps> oh, my lord. Someone sent me a bowel movement. Are you sure it's not an advanced copy of my reviews? Oh, someone blew mud and mailed it. <gasps> Wait a minute. Do you see this? Mac, Miss Talbert, look at this turd. I'd rather not, Spiffy darling. Frankly, the smell is putting me off my cosmopolitan. I'll be dad called her My thoughts exactly. This feces is in the shape of our Lord. See the beard and the shepherd staff? The halo made from corn. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Does anybody still wear a halo? <gasps> I'll drink to that. And that's the true story of the crap Christ that went locally viral until the health department shut down Spiffy's Tavern. It's also the story of the imitation Paco pants that were trafficked down on the docks in the abandoned warehouse district that same night. That's what Troutman and Nads were doing, buying knockoff pants. And now back to you, Cliff and Kendall. Oh, that one was certainly true. What a true tale. True, true tale. Uh, Cheerfully pessimistic. Cheerfully pessimistic. I know, it's an oxymoron. I'm trying uh, to fit as many in as I hey, can. Hey, just Cliff. throw them at us. I, I'm being uh, deceptively honest, and I'm a devout atheist. Mm. <laughs> Listen to that eloquent silence. I think you could be devout in your... <laughs> almost said in your Satanism. You can certainly be <laughs> devout Satanist. I didn't go that far. <laughs> well, Kendall, I oh, just want to dedicate this whole show to all the devout Satanists out there. And there you go. And all the oxymore, all the jumbo shrimp, and all of the medium rares, you know, all that. All of all them. Of well, them. until next time, <laughs> we'll see you there, medium rare. See you there. Uh, thanks for listening to the big O show. This has been Cliff and Kendall. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can get my uh, beard trimmed. Well, I don't think they
did not follow that. 